Hello and welcome to the return of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. Yo yo. And Hunter. How's it going guys? Sorry about the long wait, but we were almost canceled because Bob Iger hates us. But thankfully, thanks to you, the fan out there, <laughs> we were brought back by unpopular demand. <laughs> So uh, today we're going to talk about Star Wars and the release of all the info for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge coming to Disneyland and Walt Disney World. So without further ado, here we go. So like I said before, uh, I know you. some of you were waiting a long time for this episode. I've gotten the hate mail and whatnot. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, I alluded a little bit to it earlier, but uh, we just had certain uh, personal issues and then uh, other things happening. Um, Nothing bad. It's good things. (laughs) All good. But uh, we're back now. Uh, It's been a long time waiting, but we're excited to talk about one of our favorite things, which is Star Wars, because this past week on Tuesday, actually, it was uh, Tuesday. Um, The date would be... February 26th? I'm sorry, I didn't write it. But uh, on Tuesday, February 26th, Disneyland hosted a cast member exclusive event where at the Tomorrowland Terrace, they unveiled tons of things for Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge coming to Disneyland this uh, upcoming Memorial Day. So we're going to cover a lot of this stuff. So with it, a lot of news uh, has been hitting, especially since um, Disney, of course, officially showed things so they very i would say uh intelligently knew that people were going to be posting about it so they immediately on the parts parks blog uh i think it was yesterday which would have been uh wednesday they just released pictures of everything because they knew that we all already saw it uh so we're going to start with the story though um so like i said uh so you have the cast member event but you also have entertainment weekly recently uh got to see the actual land I know I've seen a bunch of different sites and stuff, but uh, most of the stuff I'm reading off of is going to be from Entertainment Weekly. Now, to to start with, this is the story because every uh, everything in Disney has a story. You know, nothing's just there for the sake of it. Right. So the story of the land is uh, it's uh, Black Spire Post. So so welcome to Black Spire Post on Batu. It's a land that until recently was a quiet nowhere part of the galaxy. Now, what they're saying, this is a story, is that recently the First Order uh, arrived and they're occupying the city in search of something, but no one is quite certain on what it is. Specifically, the unit that's there is called the 709th. Uh, They're also called the Red Fury. They're occupying the city. The units arrived uh, in a Thai echelon, which is parked near one of the park entrances. Now, quickly on this, um, anyone that's seen the concept art or saw the um, huge uh, display model that they had, you know that the left side entrance, I would say, uh, if you're looking forward towards it, which is the side that uh, Hungry Bear is uh, by, that's the entrance that they're talking about. That's the entrance that um, is going to have this, uh, uh, apparently it's a um, huge, as they call it, a Thai echelon, whatever that is. It's a uh, ship uh, that the 709th came in on. Now, uh, they're also saying that it's going to show like some wear and tear because uh, you know it's implied that there was a battle that happened recently. Now, of course, they're saying that uh, we're not completely sure why they're there, but that's all part of the story because 
another big thing is that it's the uh, it's um, an interactive land. So a lot of things like you'll discover like throughout it, and uh, I'll go over like parts of that too because in like all this stuff that's coming out, if you piece it together, you see exactly what they're trying to do. Um, Anyway, uh, of course, very obviously, and I'm sure anyone listening or reading any of this stuff knows, they're looking for the resistance. They know the resistance is camped out inside here, and we'll get to that later, too. Um, First off, uh, what do you guys think of this uh, story concept? I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, just the thought that it's interactive is kind of fun, meaning, like, maybe you'll have run-ins with, you know, various members of uh, both sides, whether it's a resistance fighter trying to lure you into helping him out, or maybe the First Order being like, hey, you know, I need information. Personally, uh, as a Star Wars fan, I know I've been talking so much about Star Wars lately. Um, Anyone, I know we didn't talk about it, but uh, anyone that knows me knows I was not a fan of uh, (laughs) Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'll give you a long, long talk about it if you want. But there's also that part of me, like, I still love Star Wars. I'm still going to watch and buy everything. I don't care. But I love, like, the whole concept that you're part of it. Uh, I love that. Even though I know some people out there um, would love for it to be about the original trilogy, I do love that it's current and it's things that, you know, you're discovering and you're a part of. You know, I agree with Hunter that, you know, when you walk in, a lot of people think, like, when you go to Disneyland, you feel like a kid. Like, imagine now a Star Wars fan, like, adults, like, acting more like a kid. Um, I think whoever, like, works there now with, like, becoming, like, all these characters, it's going to be so much oh, fun, you know? Definitely. Yes. Um, I totally agree. Like, like I said, you, basically, you become a part of the adventure yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, next part, um, this is, like, the geography of the land. Uh, I'm going to say personally, because I was just at Disneyland, uh, last week. If you go on Big Thunder, um, when you're on the lift hills, you actually see directly into the land, and it's humongous, and it looks amazing. But uh, the geography of Batu, it's created to uh, kind of match Frontierland and the rivers of America, but it's also meant to be alien and different. So that's why a lot of people have noticed that it looks like petrified trees, because it's supposed to be. Um, It's supposed to be a forest, uh, a petrified forest on Batu, that supposedly these uh, trees are thousands of years old. That's why they've solidified and petrified. Okay. But uh, I know some people are complaining because you can see the land. Uh, you can see, like, the structures and stuff from, like, the train and the rivers of America. But there's very obviously trees that are there that are still growing. So eventually they'll be covered up more. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like, you're going to see the petrified trees. And they're, they basically match the what you see. It's just you can also tell that they also look alien. Um, apparently, um, they're also pushing Black Spire Outposts into Star Wars media. I was talking about this earlier with Hunter. Uh, I did not know this. Specifically in Solo, L3, um, you know, the robot, uh, that's Lando's companion. She actually refers specifically to Black Spire Outposts, where she says to Lando, you couldn't get here from Black Spire without me. And... They also have been pushing uh, it into, like, uh, Rebels and whatnot, and we'll get to that more later. But uh, there's also a Marvel comic book coming out that's called Galaxy's Edge, and it's specifically about Black Spire Outpost, and it's going to refer to, like, the storyline of the land. Pretty darn cool, right there. Yeah. 
I know there's like a whole thing like um you know I I mean I hate sometimes when they're just like pushing the you know the uh the synergy right Disney's very big on synergy but like this I'm like Star Wars like builds itself on itself so I'm like I love that now do you know if like George Lucas is part of it or anything at all from what I understand very limited other than the fact that you know this is part of Star Wars yeah uh so this is also a cool thing so cast members are going to be a part of the new land um so we as disney fans we've long believed that cast members you know add to the parks but here in star wars galaxy's edge cast members will be a legitimate part of the story apparently uh entertainment weekly was told that the cast members are being trained in improvisation and role play to add to this uh to the story so the idea is that the cast members are actually members and um you know uh, city dwellers of the black spire outpost they've been told that uh they're supposed to create their own backstories for themselves and personas uh for their characters like you know that uh they don't talk about like star wars of course because they're part of the land so like if you refer to star wars they, they don't understand what you're talking about but they know like things where it's like they know what they do for a living they know what's going on uh they're apparently one of the things that they've been told is to talk about politics but not earth politics it's politics of star wars so <laughs> it's like a bit well no a big thing is uh the first order and the resistance and some of them will say things like you know it's i'm glad to see the first order trying to bring order to the galaxy and trying to fix things the way they are uh, or people will say that they like the resistance because they don't like you know having uh you know uh, a, a government just come in and try to tell you how to run everything right uh another quick thing um this was in the entertainment uh weekly co- uh like article they don't call them restrooms in the <laughs> land they call them refreshers and i'm just like oh my god this just is like hilarious. it's dumb and little but i just love like <laughs> it, them fully committing it to it add to the experience though that's yeah yes um so another thing is that the disney play app is apparently a huge part of this whole land so Disney Play app, anyone that hasn't used it, I know we didn't talk about it yet, or we might have talked a little bit about it. I've actually used it a few times. So basically, it's just like games that you can do in queue lines. Um, any, anyone that's played it, and I will tell anyone that I know to always use it at Peter Pan. Peter Pan is the best version of it, where they have a thing that's inside the queue that is actually uh, interactive with you. Uh, they have this lantern in there. And uh, you're supposed to be doing a, a um, little hunt for, like, uh, symbols inside the queue. But then when you get by the lantern, it tells you to, like, uh, click a different part. And you click it, and uh, when, you, when you're next to the lantern, and it tells you to be next to the lantern, you hit it, and it reveals Tinkerbell is inside the lantern stuff. You know, just like uh, how Hook had her. And it's, like, an amazing thing that they do. But uh, the land is going to have a super... Uh, and this is the thing with the Entertainment Weekly article... They, uh, the Imagineering staff showed them how it works and showed them things that you can do with it. And the Play app does way more inside this land. Like, it makes you fully realize that the Play app is specific for this land. That's, um, they have, like, just trivia. It's not, like, some of them, it doesn't have to be games. Yeah, they have just trivia it's like a too. trivia games, too. Uh, it's supposed to, like, interact, but, you know, there's not that much of it because, you know, everything is old at Disneyland, so there's not that much to really do, like... Uh, the other one is like Toy Story Midway Mania has like the posters. You can interact with those. Like it's kind of cool because the the posters will make sounds while you play the games on it. But I'm like, you know, ultimately I'm like, eh, whatever. 
Um, I think they had one at Haunted Mansion too. I, I I forgot. It was either Haunted Mansion or Pirates. Not at Disneyland. Um, I think yeah. you're thinking of Disney World. Yeah. But uh, so uh, this is like uh, what they said that the app can do inside the land. So it does a few different things. Uh, aside, you know, it's not just the games uh, that you would have at the other rides. So one of them, it's called um, Hack. So the idea is that uh, there's surveillance cameras all around the place from the first order that they've installed. What's cool is that you can actually hack into them using the Disney Play app. And uh, what they showed, well, what they showed to um, Entertainment Weekly is that they're pretty simple puzzles you have to solve to hack into the uh, camera. But then when you hack into it, it gives you two options. You can either shut off the cameras or you can turn them back on. You know, if you shut them off, you're helping the resistance. If you turn them uh, on, then you're helping the First Order. Mm -hmm. Another uh, thing that they have is it's called, uh, they have a scanner on it. So you can scan and it'll translate alien writings uh, for you. So that's like a cool thing. I, I was reading about it, like there's apparently writing everywhere and everything's arabesque or alien languages and you can use the app to uh decipher them specifically uh the smugglers run uh, attraction the millennium falcon ride it uh has uh, crates in it and you can uh, use it to um figure out what they're what you're actually transporting and we'll get into that later too uh, another thing is that you can also tune into radio signals in the land and you can listen to communications from the first order and the resistance and this is all part of the larger scope, which is that you're going to be approached, uh, you know, from where you come in at. So there's uh, two sectors of, like, the land. There's a resistance sector, which is where the uh, Rise of the Resistance attraction, which is the, you know, Battle First Order, as everyone called it online, where you battle the First Order. That's where that attraction loads up at. But you meet the resistance and they, uh, like, you know, recruit you to help them. Or you can talk to the First Order, who also can recruit you to work for them. And all of these matter because the land is actually very uh, big on interactivity. And all the things you do in it actually works with the uh, with the uh, rides. That, that is ridiculously cool because, like, you know, obviously, I know we're not the only ones who had the fantasy growing up watching Star Wars. We're like, man, I wonder what it would have been like to, you know... Be in the re- uh, to be a rebel, or maybe you had some friends that thought they were edgy and was like, nah, man, I wonder what it would have been like to try to turn these guys over. So this yeah. seems like a lot of fun to, to be able to pick and choose. I know that I'm a straight shooter, so I'll probably want to go all resistance. You know it would be cool, too? Like, say, like, one of the characters, like, if you are good or bad, like, you know, sometimes, like, the cast member give you, like, a sticker or whatever. They should have, the, like, a sticker that says, I'm from the rebel and whatever, so... Well, um, that's, actually, you. Yeah. that's actually the thing is like, um, they, ha- they haven't like given up everything, but what they're saying is that when you're on the rides or like uh, inside the stores and stuff, uh, you know, cause they have animatronics everywhere. But like the thing is, is that they know things that you do and they know, uh, based on the things you do and they'll reference to the things you've done, which, uh, that's like a huge, like interactivity thing that they're pushing. That That's cool. Imagine like walking through one of the shops and. One of the guys is like, he's like, hey, you helped my friend escape. Thanks for that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's honestly, that's like the kind of stuff that it's talking about is that they know the kind of missions you've run and based on like the rides and stuff, uh, like they'll know if you've helped uh, the resistance and they'll be like, oh, you know, uh, it's always good to see someone friendly to the resistance. And it's like, 
You know, it's not as stupid as Last Jedi where it's like, look at my decoder ring that is so easily deciphered. <laughs> it's, you know, them, like, just giving you a nod or yeah, something. Yeah. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like, that's saying, what I want. Yeah, they're, they're, they're letting you know without letting you know. Or without, you know, actually letting you know. That's, that's really cool. So, uh, in the Resistance Sector, which, um, like I said, uh, based on, like, the um, model, that should be the right side. Uh, if you're behind, like, Big Thunder, that's where you go in at. Or, well, closer to fantasy land. But uh, it says that um, when you walk in, you're going to see a blue uh, X-Wing. And that's, you know, to show you that you're in the resistance area. Uh, so I, I just want to read this because I thought it was, like, kind of cool the way that they said it. So uh, the area is part of uh, Batu's tranquil uh, Surabat River Valley, where um, early planetary beings set up their own community. Uh, the ruins of the living space built into the rock face uh, call to mine centuries-old earth structures like Pueblo drifts uh, or cliffside dwellings carved into the sandstone of Mesa Verde National Park in Colorado. On Batu, a group of new residents moved into this otherworldly caves and structures, which is the Resistance. These ruins are uh, where the rise of the Resistance ride begins, and nearby is a gigantic scudded starship, ruins of a more recent sort where the experience ends. Keep in mind the resistance doesn't think of this home base as permanent. They are in a weakened state and if the first order strikes they'll have to take off in a hurry. Yes, uh, so one of the coolest things uh, that I loved is that they also reference that it's very reminiscent to like Yavin 4. Like it's well known that uh, you know in Star Wars they've always used like lands that are like old and they use like ruins of like old civilizations but it's cool that they're uh you know as much as i know they're trying to add a new thing it's at the same time you're like you know they're referencing the old trilogy yeah. because they know that's what we recognize this is a picture that, of that it. picture I'm, is crazy mm-hmm. yeah so i love it though like just adding to uh the mystique yeah. of star wars right this is uh so another thing um if you go on to like D23 or anything, I'm sure if you are listening to this, you've seen the pictures. But one of the cool things, too, is they show like a, a, a TIE Interceptor from Force Awakens. It's one of the black TIE fighters that they have it in the attraction, the Rise of the Resistance attraction, and it's full scale. So uh, it's a picture of like the Imagineer standing next to it, so you can see it's full scale. It just makes you nerd out a little bit. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, one thing I love is like... Uh, um, so it's a trackless, uh, attraction, the, uh, Rise of the Resistance. Um, I, I was talking about this earlier, uh, with other people, but, like, you know, if you read, like, the Entertainment Weekly article, like, it gives you, like, stuff about the attractions. They didn't get to, you know, see the whole attractions and whatnot, but what I don't like is, like, I, I don't want to know too much. I want to experience them myself. Yeah. Uh, what I will tell you, um, you know, because it's not really a spoiler or whatever, but in the Rise of the Resistance attraction... The concept is, is you go into the queue and basically they're building up that you're helping the resistance. And uh, apparently like uh, Poe is um, a voice and like you'll see like holograms of him. Uh, so he's like basically the one directing you as the general. Yeah. But uh, I also saw, uh, they said that um, a cool thing they saw was uh, they have uh, Daisy Ridley as Ray as a hologram, like instructing you on things too, which I was like, oh great. Like they're bringing everyone in. Uh, but I guess, like, the, of course, like, um, we've seen, like, pictures of what the attraction is, and like I said, I don't, I don't want to give away, like, spoilers, and I don't care for spoilers, but basically, uh, the idea, I guess, is that 
you're like trying to help out Poe, but then uh, you get uh, taken by the First Order onto uh, one of their Star Destroyers, and that's uh, the whole explanation of like we've seen the pictures, but like how you're basically on the First Order ship and you see like an at at or the tie interceptor, like I said. That everything about that statement is just too cool to fathom. I mean, again, watching uh, Force Awakens, like. I remember just thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I, I kind of would love to live some of this out. And it's, it's just cool knowing that, the, that they made this experience, like, so well done that, that they're like, like, we're letting you, we're trying our best to get you to feel that experience. Yeah. They want you to be a part of it. Yeah. And that's the whole idea. I mean, the, like, uh, I mean, I've talked about it many times with everyone, but I've watched so much, like, uh, videos and stuff about, like, attractions. And it is kind of annoying that every attraction now is like, you're a part of the journey. But um, I love that the way they're setting these up is that with all the, uh, you know, surrounding parts of it, it makes it so that it's not just you're a part of the journey. It is everything is your adventure. Yeah, it's like, your uh, journey. You know, like I love, uh, you know, uh, I know I dump on Universal a lot, but I love uh, the Harry Potter ride. However, ultimately, it's you going on a ride where they just tell you, like, you're a part of the journey now. And you just see stuff happening while you're there. And they're just referring to you. Uh, and you're just like, but I kind of feel like I'm in the third person yeah, anyway because I just see this yeah. stuff happening. I'm just, I just happen to be on the ride. Um, what I love about this, uh, you know, and uh, like I said, is that everything works into it. All the little things that you do in the land all work with what you're doing inside the rides or whatever. Yeah. Um, shoot, I lost George is just uh, looking at pictures yeah. of it. These this is amazing like imagine like how long the wait for any rides or the store going oh. in like oh, i know i know you mentioned like an in indiana jones it was how, how long is it like when they first opened oh yeah it, it uh it was like a seven hour line yeah or it was like, like all that. it went all the way to street. main street like imagine like every single ride like i know um um you know radiator springs the ride um it was like what like two or three there, hours I was there the opening day it yeah. was like uh that one, I think it was like five hours or something. Like, uh, it, there was no way to ride it. Well, <laughs> like, uh, how are they gonna organize like so, all of that? You know? Well, they they've they, been they, setting that up all they year. Some yeah. of the long they, areas. So uh, I know you haven't been there in a while, but like, if you go back, like they widen like everything. They've uh-huh. been taking away like all all the little look, nooks and crannies in Disneyland where you could just sit and hang out. They took all that away really? because they know that this is going to be humongous. Right. Um. We'll get more into the other parts of that, because there are awful parts of that. But uh, the other attraction, which is uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Um, so the Millennium Falcon is in the direct middle of the land. Uh, like I said, I went on Big Thunder last week, and you can see it. Like, uh, when you're on the lift, uh, uh, I believe it's the second lift, you see it directly. Um now, uh, the Falcon, which is the iconic piece of garbage from Star Wars, uh, <laughs> is featured in the center of the city. Uh, Disney states that uh, you'll see it a little worse for wear than um, you've seen it previously because Chewbacca is currently attempting to restore it. And uh, they also state that you're going to see Chewie, uh, you know, randomly like out on the uh, Millennium Falcon, like working on it, which I think is like a cool little touch. Uh, also, I guess you can use it as, like, a meet and greet, which is, like, we've seen pictures of that. Right. Um, so the attraction will feature a queue that, uh, the Imagineers, apparently, to, uh, the 
Entertainment Weekly people, they were comparing it a lot to Indiana Jones, where they were saying that uh, it's going to be interactive and it's going to have fun aspects, but it's, you know, to distract you from the actual queue, but that it's also going to be a pretty long queue. Um, they also state that the Disney Play app will work with this. Uh, I know I was telling Hunter about this. Um, so, like, one of the things, it's kind of a spoiler, but not uh, in the story of it. But, uh, so, the whole thing is that Chewbacca has uh, partnered with a smuggler whose name is Hondo, which I did not know is a character from the Star Wars Rebels show. Uh, now, some of you have seen, like, the animatronic of him. He's amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, like, apparently it's the most advanced animatronic they've ever built. But, uh... Like I said, I did not know he's an actual yeah. character from Rebels because I don't care yeah, about that. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, I don't watch that show. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's, a, of course, going back to the synergy where they're using characters that some people should know of. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I'm going to read really quickly like their um, description of Hondo Onaka. He's a Weequay pirate introduced in uh, the Clone Wars, and he's in the um, Star Wars Rebels show. Hondo is now the proprietor of Onaka Transport Solutions and has been loaned the Millennium Falcon by Chewbacca for some deliveries. The animatronic figure is around 7 feet tall and uses the latest electric motors instead of hydraulics. Hondo uh, has 50 functions in total and is the second most uh, complicated animatronic in Disney parks. The most complicated is the Navi Shaman from uh, Avatar, which I've seen it, it's amazing. It's huge. Um, yes, so, like, the whole concept of the ride is that um, you're... So you queue up. You uh, Like I said, you're going to see the Millennium Falcon outside. And you queue up, and you're supposed to be going down to, like, the mechanics bay, which is where you meet Hondo. And Hondo explains to you what he uh, needs. He's saying, you know, and this is where it gets into the, you're part of the journey. Uh, so he needs you to help him out. Uh, he tries to sell you that it's a perfectly legal and legitimate business, but he tells you apparently like multiple times, don't ask what you're doing, don't ask what you're, uh, don't ask what you're delivering, just make your, uh, just make your deliveries. Just fly and deliver. Uh, what, what he tells you though is that he needs two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers, and that's how they split up your parties into groups of six, and you queue up for that. Uh, so you each get, like, your own, like, destination. Now, the thing with this is, uh, this is the spoiler part, uh, sort of. So you see the crates that they're, you know, loading up, uh, and apparently they're in Arabesh. And, uh, the Entertainment Weekly article stated that, uh, they used the Disney Play app because the, uh, Imagineers told them to. And they used it to translate it, and it lets you know that what they're, what you're, uh, delivering is weapons for the Resistance. Which, you know, obviously, that's how the story is going to get across, is that you're going to start your journey doing this delivery, and the First Order is going to come up against you. Now, um, Disney states, though, that this attraction is unlike any other, and the, um, the Imagineers specifically were saying that it's a choose-your-own-adventure, because the actions that you've taken in the land and based on things that you do directly affect the mission and what you're doing. So, I don't know how exactly this works... But just reading that, I was like, I am all in. Yeah, I'm geeking out about it because, like, now I'm curious what will happen to your um, to your party members that maybe join the First Order and what they're going to have to, you know... 
I'm sure, like, you know, and you saying that, I'm sure that maybe they'll reference it where, like, when the First Order comes up against you, maybe they state that, you know, they're, they're the ones that let them know or something like that, but... Right. I just, I just love, like, uh, you know, because this isn't just, like, you're, you know, this isn't just a, oh... Join us on the adventure. Uh, you know, you're part of the, you're part of the adventure. This is, you're on an adventure. They're also stating that uh, anything you do on it, directly goes to it and that's a choose your own adventure thing is that the idea is that it's kind of open so uh, it's not like you only can do this it's like you can do this and it'll have this effect on it while you're writing right that's crazy yeah like the complications of it i'm sure are crazy but obviously this sounds incredible now uh since those are the two attractions so um one thing uh, i'm gonna reference is Apparently, uh, a little while ago, word got out that Disney is, um, they've been preparing everyone that for this attraction, or for this land even, that they're expecting like 10 hour waits for the rides and to even get inside yeah, the land. Yeah, just get inside. Um, one of the things is, yeah, uh, one of the things is that um, this is where I get into the evil of Disney, is that um, word is getting out that uh, apparently they think that the fast passes are going to be in such high demand that they're discussing making or charging you for the fast passes for just these two rides like you'd have to pay to get a fast pass for uh one of or for either of these attractions instead of it being part of max pass or whatever and that's where i get into the evil where i'm just like they're selling it like well it's because it's going to be a high demand and to make sure people can get on it but it's like, I know what you're really doing, which you're is just, yours like, well, why can't we make a buck off yeah, this thing? Why don't we People something? are going to want to go on this. Why don't we just charge them for the sake of it? Listen, we all know that we're probably going to get the Fast yeah, Pass. Yeah, like they probably are. The Fast Pass is probably going to be like 30 bucks more for those two instead of waiting in line for freaking seven hours. But, and, uh, so this is the joke I saw earlier. Uh, Kevidently uh, said it, um, which I thought was super funny. He was like, uh, Disney fans online. Oh, I wish they would bring back the ticket books. I miss those. And then they're like, also Disney fans. If they want to charge me for individual rides, they're out of their mind. And I'm like, they're it's true because like Disney fans are nostalgic for the ticket books. But we also are a generation that never used ticket books. So right. when you talk about charging me specifically this for out. this ride, I'm yeah. like, no way do you think I'm going to do that. Now, my thing with this is I'm like, ultimately... I hope they don't do it. But I do think that if they make it part of Max Pass, it would be smarter because it would you would get more people buying Max Pass for this. Because right. currently, from what I understand, like the things I've read, is that Max Pass ultimately they don't see like um, you know what they you know what well, they're projecting. What what they see is like people kind of don't care about it. But then at the same time, some people do. And they're like, oh, it's cool because some people buy it and they use it. Some people are like me or, you know, a local where they're like, well, I'm not going to pay for this. I'll just go up to the fast pass myself. And they're fine with that, which, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get into a whole thing. But it's also part of why they didn't take, you know, fast pass plus because the My Magic Plus stuff and all that was a billion dollars to make that work at Disney World. And at Disneyland, like, apparently the Disneyland uh, management was like, our fans don't plan the way that people plan for Disney World. Some of them are casual, and yeah. they just come in and go, whatever, I'll ride what I can. Some people 
don't care and i'm which i agree with because like i me i would never pay for that no. i'd be like whatever i just won't write it because we're disney world is a is a uh well, well I think we discussed it before. It's a whole different beast. Yeah, and like that one's straight up a vacation destination. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can, you can do a huge vacation at Disneyland, but that's four parks, so that that's why they did it like that. I feel. Yeah. But yeah. So, if they do it, uh, I'm mad that they did it, but at the same time, I'm like, shocked. whatever. I I won't be shocked, but I also think, I think they, I don't know. I just hope to God they don't do it. <laughs> What this is what I'm concerning. Like I don't mind having a fast pass, like the separate fast pass from like from Star Wars, but keep everything the same. Like max pass ten bucks for Disneyland rides. Max pass is twenty dollars currently. Oh, I'm sorry, twenty dollars. But yeah, uh, yeah, they they pushed it to twenty. Yeah. Okay, but still twenty bucks, you know. Yeah. Like I said, I'm fine with paying if like uh, you know like I might actually buy Max Pass if I'm like oh well you know what I do want to go on that ride so let me get on there and you know purchase jump on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have you be like oh do you want to get on Smuggler's Run if you uh, pay five dollars I'll be like no no I just won't. I'll just stand in line. How long is the standby? I'll watch a video. Four and a half hours. I'll watch Infinity War while I wait. <laughs> I'll watch a Star Wars movie while yeah. I wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's complications with that, but, you know, at the same time, we'll see what they do. Um, to me, it's reminiscent of, like, uh, at uh, Universal. Uh, you can buy their stupid VIP pass, but guess what? It doesn't include the Harry Potter ride, so it's like, what did you ultimately yeah. buy? <laughs> I used this for Spider-Man, that was it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, now moving on. So, the costumes are revealed. Now, Oof. if you go online and you see these things, it's pretty amazing. There's a ton of costumes. Specifically, like I said before about the uh, character or um, the cast members that work in the land, they have tons of different versions of the uh, outfits, uh, the costumes, because everything is like they're a real citizen of that world. So, that's what's super cool. Now, um, they also revealed, of course, when you're on the First Order, uh, or the Rise of the Resistance ride, there's two different outfits, basically. There's the Resistance uh, outfits, and then there's the uh, First Order right. outfits, which it, I believe is because the exit of it, I think, is on the other side, where the, uh, you know, where the Hungry Bear is, where the First Order is. Okay. So, um, I believe that's why you see it like that. So, for them, um, it's kind of important to have it like that. You're trying, like, so hard to be quiet, but that's still super loud. <laughs> Anywho, um, th- there's also, if you look at the pictures, the uh, Smuggler's Run attraction, uh, they're supposed to basically be, like, uh, maintenance people, so they're wearing basically a blue, like, a life vest that has, like, the uh, Millennium Falcon logo on it. Um, I love that their cast member um name tags are specific for the land so even though they look similar to the disneyland ones they're actually silver and they're done in like the kind of type that they do arabesque in and from what i've seen like they're also going to have it in arabesque so it's like pretty amazing that's funny it's like i want to know your name won't read it (laughs) (laughs) well i recognize the the one that they showed off in the pictures it's for josh which uh i i have that so i'm i know that like uh yeah also, if you go to Launch Bay uh, currently, you can get um, Star Wars phone cases, and you put yep. you can put your name on it, in but you can put it in Arabesh, which, of course, I do, because I'm like, well, I I'm, I'm going to be a part of it. This and is my coworkers life. laugh at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is my life. I don't, I don't play. <laughs> now, can you wear these things 
in the park because you know like so sometimes you can't wear it you know i don't know if they're gonna be selling the cast member stuff not cast member but like just if you dress for, oh, the, um, for the park yeah or so, for, for the part of the park actually uh to get into that so the uh getting into these stores now uh the first one um i'm gonna go over is called the droid depot uh so the droid depot is located in the market um it invites guests to pick parts and pieces off a conveyor belt to build and customize astromech droids it's the r series or the bb series of course mm-hmm. um apparently the uh everything about it is is interactive so like all of the robots that you build they interact with each other you can buy pre-built ones uh, like, uh, apparently they said that there's a C-3PO one that you can pre-buy, or, you know, it's a pre-made buy, and you can buy it with, you know, C-3PO's voice, and he has, like, little things that he says, like, uh, you know, you can take his head off and put it on backwards, and he, you know, says things from Empire where he's like, you put my head on backwards, you idiot, like, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you nitwit. <laughs> this is a pretty cool thing. Uh, they revealed, so DJ Rex, uh, it's supposed to be Rex from the original Star Tours ride. Woo! <laughs> so he's a DJ inside the store, but apparently he has a intergalactic Bluetooth connection that you can connect with, and he talks to you, and you can actually play your music, and he will mix it into... Uh, the soundtrack, which I was like, I am so in love with the stupidity and the amazingness. <laughs> yeah, time of for Rex to play some uh, New Found Glory for me. <laughs> Alright, uh, so uh, the next one is called Savi's uh, Workshop. Savi's Workshop, uh, you get the opportunity to draw upon the Force and build your own elegant lightsaber. From the pictures that they've shown, these are not like the ones that you build at the um, Star so, Trader. Yeah, they're not these toys. are like nice looking start uh like the legit ones right yeah and that's where i've got i've gotten into i'm like i'm unsure of what it is i'm hoping it's the one that we saw the patents for where it's an actual lightsaber the idea is that in the blade or uh the blade is inside of the hilt and when you hit it um the this is the patent that disney made uh when you press the button to ignite it the um the actual uh saber comes out but it's like uh, two pieces and they connect to each other to like build the saber. Um, I, I mean, how it'll work, we'll see, but it looks pretty amazing. Now, um, this is where it gets kind of like, uh, you know, the easiest thing to compare it to is like the wand uh, thing. The ol- <laughs> uh, so it's like Ollivanders, right? Um, Ollivanders in uh, Harry Potter, you know, um, they choose upon two people and uh, they get to, you know, basically choose uh, a wand um and here they're saying that uh every saber uh, has you know at the heart of it the kyber crystal and you do a guided tour where each guest will have four options to choose from for the kyber crystals there's the peace justice which is uh the republic era power control which is the sith elemental nature which is harnessing air earth fire and water and defense, which is shrouded in mystery, as they put it. And, you know, the idea is, will you embrace the light side of the Force or the, the dark, dark side, side of the Force? Mm-hmm. Now, what I love about this is that they took the what they did with Ollivanders, and they were like, well, every person wants that experience, not yeah, just two not people. Yeah, not just two people. So they were like, well, you know, I'm assuming also, based on the way they describe it, expensive. But, you know, the idea that each one of, of you, each one of you are doing it means that 
this is very specific to you, and it means way more fun and inter- interactivity. Yeah, it's like now you don't have to sit there and be like, you know, it's gonna be a little kid because they're not gonna not let the little kid do it. Yes, I know that's the joke of uh, all of Andrews, is it's always a child. <laughs> um, so the next story, it's called Doc Anders' Den of Antiquities. So inside Doc Anders' Den of Anti- Antiquities, visitors will find a selection of mysterious and rare items for sale representing different eras of the Star Wars galaxy, including ancient Jedi and Sith artifacts, holocrons, lightsabers, and more. I assume when they say lightsabers, they mean like the Black Series ones. Yeah. Um, as they explore the shop's nooks and crannies, they will find Doc at his desk, checking his inventory, taking calls, and barking orders at his assistants. So this is the one that the original description um, that we were given was that uh, just like on Jakku, you're going to see kind of like, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, they got it, Simon Pegg. Yeah, played. Simon Pegg's character. Uh, Undar or something, whatever. Uh that you're gonna see it like that, where like basically he's like, oh, one half portion. portion yeah. Uh, so the idea is that the uh, in or the shopkeepers that they can like take items up and you know request like something from it, and he'll tell them like, no. Uh, so like that's a cool little you know nod to <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. It's like that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, sir, how much is this T-shirt worth? Mm. <laughs> one half <laughs> portion. Like, okay, he's saying it's $20. <laughs> so, uh, the next store is the Creature Stall. Uh, so, guests who venture into the Creature Stall will find fascinating and unusual beasts from across the land, including friendly uh, things like Tauntauns, Porgs, and not-so-friendly things like Wampas and Raktars. Uh, nearby in the Toydarian Toy Market Stall, mm-hmm. uh, this is where you get basically toys. Um... Oh, and apparently you will see a, uh, a Tridarian, uh, you know, like from uh, uh, Star like Wars. Like Yes, Watto. Uh, so it's pretty cool, though. Like, so what they're showing you is, like, um, in the pictures, they show you, like, uh, awards and busts and stuff. That's in the um, the Antiquities. The Creature Stall, I've seen pictures of that. It's, like, you know, they, they showed pictures of it where it's, like, you know, little pork uh, toys or, like, um, other things. And then the Toydarian, uh, what is it, Toydarian Toy Maker. That's where you're going to see toys that are like Kylo Ren and Rey and stuff like that, or Stormtroopers. And then they have uh, Resistance Supply, which is a makeshift uh, resource location in the hidden command post. Okay. Uh, so Where they'll be selling badges, hats, pins, and other accessories to help guests feel like part of the cause, like Hunter said, saying, you know, I, I'm with the Resistance or whatever. And on the other side of the par- or the land, they will have the First Order, ah, First Order Cargo, which is a step- uh, temporary storage dock near the market. Now, it'll be identified by the Thai Echelon, which I stated earlier, but uh, they'll have the same kind of thing where it's caps, gear, model ships, pins, and stuff for the First Order. Uh, so th- basically, what it comes down to is they're fully bringing you into the story. Where you get things that are, you know, obviously toys and whatnot, right. but you're also becoming a part of it. Um, one thing I will say is, like, I because I've been to, uh, you know, the world of uh, the Pandora. Uh, I think you have, too. No. But, uh, but anyway. Oh, you didn't? Okay. So, I've been there. I, I'm assuming it's more like that, where everything in the land is specific to Star Wars and that IP. 
they're not gonna be bringing in anything else. It's just everything is for this. So there's like there's not gonna be like bubble stands and stuff like that. No, like well, yeah, it's not. You're not gonna see general toy fair. I know, um, especially at uh, Pandora, people were worried that eventually they would, but they still haven't. They still oh, everything wow. in there is specific to uh, Avatar. I mean, they do have like bubble wands and stuff, but they're ones that are only for you know okay. that yeah, they're I, themed to Avatar. I can get not just that. generalized ones. Um, so on the flip side of that, where I'm gonna get into uh, food. So. Do you have any ideas on uh, the stores, George? Anything you're interested in? I'm just so curious about the lightsaber. Yeah. That's yes. it. I'm going to buy one of those, and I know they're going to cost a lot, so it's like, goodbye, paycheck. Like, like, the photo is, you're showing the lightsaber, and, like, I wonder if it's going to be the same one, like, the expensive lightsaber. Like, are they going to create it and just add the, well, the, you know, the thing on top? Like, you know? Because it looks, like, more legit, you know? It doesn't look like the plastic ones. And I don't think they're going to sell the plastic ones, you know? Not in that shop, at least. Yeah, not in that shop. So I'm curious how they're going to create that way. I'm wondering if, um, you know, like I was talking about the the, uh, patent that they put on the lightsaber technology. From the way they described it, I wonder if it's not as customizable as, like, we originally thought. I wonder, because the way they're saying it and the way that picture looks, it looks like it's a metal lightsaber. Which yeah. means that, uh, I wonder now if, like, it's going to be more like you go in there and they're going to ask you aspects of yourself. Mm-hmm. And they're going to show you which one you take. Yeah. Um, and that would make more sense. Um, or it's like may- the... Maybe they, they'll just have it, like, in different colors. Like, yeah. where, you know, it'll they'll have the thing, like... Um, you're a defender of hope easiest thing i can compare it to is buying the uh stupid um uh dragon at uh at avatar so they bring you in and you can only go in like a couple at a time and uh they that's the thing is they ask you things and they like have you choose one and you can try it and see what you think blah 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 and um of course i was having no part of that i was like i don't want to play a game i just want one of them Um, i i have a feeling like that's more what they're doing with it because I feel like at the, you know, in the beginning of the lightsaber, they have this little hook, meaning you could connect it to your yeah. like, belt, whatever. So there's got to be something with you can connect it with the actual lightsaber, then one you could just hold on, you know? Yeah. So, well, you know, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm curious about. Well, we'll have to see. I'm super excited for it, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to save up a lot for that, because that, there's no way that's going to be cheap. 500 bucks out of my yeah. check. You can also believe that that's going to have a line like uh like yeah. i said when you go to uh wind traders or whatever it's called it's uh, at avatar line. there's a line for the just to go to the um the dragon the banshee, what do they call it banshee? the banshee um well they have a specific name for it but it's like the banshee uh um thing someone's super mad right now listening i like the i know labels. like listening to podcasts i get so mad when they mess up or they say something wrong or they don't know something but i'm, I'm sorry it's the banshee uh yeah i, I don't want to say stable but you know it's a um thing that they have them on right it's it's a pretty cool display all right so to go on to uh the food so starting with uh o- oga's cantina um so oga's cantina says here uh you want to unwind so this is a bar uh this is where you're going to get things uh that are alcoholic and also just so you know we've already read apparently uh the way that they're going to handle alcohol is you can't leave the land with it so uh that's how they're handling it because of course nowhere else in disneyland can you drink 
aside from Club 33. So you can drink in Star Wars or in the Star Wars land, but you can't leave with it. So you have to finish it inside the bar. That makes sense. That's um, smart. So it has exotic uh, beverages. So they have things like the Bestman Fizz, Bloody Rancor, Dagobah Slug Slinger, Fuzzy Tauntaun, Jedi Mind Trick, Jet Juice, The Outer Rim, Spirin Calf, T-16 Skyhopper, Yub Nub. <laughs> Yub Nub. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they also have non-alcoholic libations uh, like the Black Spire Brew, Blue Bantha, Carbon Freeze, Cliff Dweller, Hyper Drive Punch It, Java Juice. That sounds gross. Java juice. <laughs> that, that sounds really gross. Uh, Mugen Tea and Terran Tea. That's so funny. All right, uh, so moving on from there, so Docking Bay 7. So Docking Bay 7 is actually their main like place to eat at. So uh, if you look at pictures, um, they show this picture. You've, we've seen it multiple times in the videos that Disney has released, but it's a shuttle that you can see. That's where the Docking Bay 7 is, which is the food. That's cool. um, That's the sit-down one then, right? Yeah, so uh, this is where Chef Strano Cookie Tugs has converted his modified Cedar Shawl Udopede transport into a popular mobile kitchen and restaurant. His travels across the galaxy allow him to fill his pantry with exotic ingredients, and he's proud to present Tug's Grub, a traveling diner for diners traveling. Inspired by dishes he created during his time working for Maz Kanata on Takodana. So, uh, they have non-alcoholic beverages, uh, like Fatro and Move Juice. Uh, entrees will include things like Braised Shock Roast, uh, which is a beef pos- pot roast uh, with pasta, kale, and mushrooms. Kale? Yeah. <laughs> Fried Endo- uh, Andorian Tipiip, a decadent uh, chicken dish. Uh, Felucian Garden Spread, which is a plant-based uh, meatball dish. Um, it's obviously not meat, but that's yeah. what it is. It's a meatball-like thing. Um, uh, the Ithorian Garden Loaf, which is a plant-based meatloaf-like dish. Uh, smoked Kadu Ribs, which is smoked country sticky pork ribs. Um, oven-roasted burra fish, which is a Dijon-crusted sustainable fish with mixed greens. Um, let me see... I can just picture them. Like... They have a shrimp noodle salad. Uh, I've noticed, like, I'll say this in the pictures, it looks like they're using, like, kind of um, an Asian inspiration for, like, the way that these dishes look. I just want a burger. <laughs> I just want a burger. Can I get a burger. chewy burger, please? <laughs> well, they have multiple places you can eat. So they also have Ronto Roasters, which, uh, the so the, this one's pretty cool because the picture of it, um, it's actually supposed to be the idea, anyway. Is um, that's a docking bay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't save it. Oh well. Uh, so the idea of uh, Ronto's that roaster that is that uh, you're gonna see a pod racing engine, which is, uh, he's converted into a barbecue pit, which uh, yes. will be similar to like Bengal barbecue. Uh, so they're saying that it's gonna have things like. Uh, Turkey jerky, uh, Ronto wrap, uh, sausage and pork. I'm wondering, because they showed this picture of this, like, weird-looking, um, like, almost, like, Asian-style, uh, hot dog. I wonder oh. if that's where this is gonna be, personally. Um, they're also gonna have a milk stand, uh, which is just called Milk Stand, and that's where you get the 
always refer to <laughs> blue milk. Blue milk. That's gross. Yeah, I think this is the uh, photo for that food. I know. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, hot dog. Yeah. So, um, people were making fun of it, though. Uh, I know my friends already, they're like, if you don't get to milk the uh, the space walrus, why, what's the point of the blue <laughs> is, milk? Did you even do it? <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, jokes aside, um, of course, blue milk is like a signature thing people have wanted. Um, I know it's like, uh, if anything, it's uh, the closest thing it, you can compare it to is something like, um, what is it called? Uh, butterbeer. Okay. I mean, I know I know people love butterbeer. I, I think it's disgusting. It. I think it's uh, nasty, and I don't want my teeth to fall out. <laughs> but some people love it. Um, just like the blue milk, I know I've heard people for years say that they want blue milk, and I'm like, nothing has ever made me want milk. It's cool, especially if no. it's blue. <laughs> That's off-putting. There's something wrong with the milk. Uh, so the other one, Cat Saka's kettle. Uh, this is gonna have um. A popcorn snacks uh, with savory, spicy, and sweet flavors. I assume they're referring to like how in uh, Tokyo Disney they um oh like the dill pickle flavored ones. Yeah, they like have that. like the flavored uh, popcorns and stuff. Uh, you see, these are the pictures of the dish. Yeah, but um yeah, like like I said, uh, from what I'm taking from the pictures, uh, they're going for more of like an Asian like uh, kind of flair on all these things, which I have no problem with. Uh, I think it's a cool thing especially like i know a lot of people complain i know george obviously not but uh you know people complain that at uh disney parks you get just a burger uh of course the flip side of that joke is someone like george who's like i don't want to i don't want to figure out if this stuff is good i just want to eat i just want to eat food i don't want to i don't want to be like well this might be good or it might be nasty yeah because i'm a big burger guy but at the same rate it does suck that sometimes your options are just the burger place well, uh, like, uh, I'll say this right now. I know they, they've taken it off the menu, uh, currently. Um, it's now just a kid's meal thing. However, <laughs> at, uh, Avatar, um, in the Santuli Canteen, they had, uh, cheeseburger pods. And I actually got that when I went there last year. And I love it. Um, I mean, they look like little bow pods. Uh, <laughs> but they taste like... Uh, and I know some people are going to hate the sound of it, but it tastes like a McDonald's cheeseburger. Like, that's what it tastes like. And I can get behind that. But, uh, they you know... They figure out the recipe. Well, they, <laughs> figure, they figured out that people don't want to, you know, try it, so they took it off of the adult menu. It's now on the kids' menu. Now, but, I, I do have a question about the alcohol beverage. Um, like... How do they know, like, when they... Obviously, there's going to be cast members I keep an eye on, like, beverage. But, like, I'm pretty sure you could sneak it out of that park, can't you? Like, I don't think so, because the, the pictures that D23 posted it of like them, it looks like... Well, everywhere. it looks like they're in... Well, no, it looks like they're in glasses. Like, they're not going to give it to you in a plastic cup. So, there's no way you're... You know, you're, they're going to let you walk out with it. Like, my question is, you can't leave the bar or you can't leave the land? I think it's... I think what it's what I understand. Implied, it's the bar. It's the bar. Okay. You can't leave the bar with it. Mm-hmm. Like they're not gonna let you walk around with it. <laughs> that is hilarious. And one of the things uh, is, uh, to me, it looks like it's a fried um, um, pork. Pork, but we'll see what it actually is when it opens. Um, but same, it's just the same question with me with the lightsaber. Like, I, cause you know, I I I have quite a few lightsabers myself, but you know. Same thing with the wand and the lightsaber. Like, 
what's gonna give me a while to buy it you know like even though uh, metal i have a metal well, one you know like i could only hope that maybe it'll be like when well, i got my wand from um universal the guy asked me like 18 questions and then like he disappeared for about 20 seconds he came back with this random box he's like he's like i think you're gonna find that this one fits your style mm-hmm. yeah that's what i was gonna say um the what what gives it the difference is gonna be that it's gonna be the part of you like talking to them and them that having to deciding. decide which one is for you mm-hmm. um what i'm hoping uh, because it's and this is also based on the harry potter stuff i hate that in harry potter they now have like just given up and uh, like i was there well i was there yeah, well no i don't mean that i mean like that they've pushed like the character ones way more now where Aww. and i'm just like i don't i don't need to come all the way to universal for you to be like here's harry potter's wand like i'm like i can buy that at target i don't need this yeah that's <laughs> like, what they made what, amazon for what i want is like you know the you know that interactive that play where it's just like oh well tell me this about uh you know how do you feel about this and this oh this is the one that's right for you yeah that's funny when you said like you buy target you could literally if you go to florida get out of the airport and there's a store yeah. right there yeah there's a harry potter just, store right there you could just buy it <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, like, uh, one of the best parts for me when I went to uh, Harry Potter the first time when it originally opened in, what was that, 2011? When we went to uh, the wand store, we didn't do the Ollivanders. Once we found no. out that not you don't get to do it, it's usually only a kid. I was like, yeah, we're not waiting in line for this. I'm not going to wait an hour and a half. Well, see, now you have a kid, so... Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we went to the store and we got the uh, wand and uh, the guy asked me, uh, you know, a bunch of questions... You know, uh, he's like, uh, have you been sorted? Like, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm a Gryffindor, blah, blah, blah. And he was, uh, I still remember, he, like, went over, you know, to the wall where they have all them all. And he's, like, pulling, pulled out a few, and then he pulls out one, and he's like, I feel this will be best for you. This one is made of ash. Uh, it's the same uh, wood that uh, that Ron Weasley's is made out of. And I'm just like, I love that he just went all the way out for this. Like, he's, like, pulling he, it out. No, yeah, just, like, pulling one. out one and, like, doing it, like, in the movie, like, in Ollivander, where he just pulls out one and he's like, no, I don't feel this one. <laughs> I was just like, that's what I want. I don't want you to just be like, yeah, here's the one you get. Yeah. Here's Harry Potter's. Here's Newt's Commanders. And like, you're like, no one cares about Newt's Commanders. I don't like Newt. He's like, no one does. We're just trying to get rid of them. Bear with me. <laughs> I'll give you a discount. <laughs> yeah, but, um... Ultimately, I think that's how they're going to sell it to you. Is uh, You know, this is not an item you're going to buy every time. Like, uh, the Banshee, no. I'm not going to buy that every time. I bought one. I'm done with it. I, I have it at home. It's an expensive toy that I have. Yeah. But it's just a thing that I was like, oh, I want this thing. It's like, the only way I can see myself buying more than the one is if they change some of the options up. And then they're like, like oh, you know, we've added new hilts or something crazy where I'm like, well, now i got to get one. I'm sure in the future they'll do something like that. But, you know, for now, like, uh, yeah, I know one is fine for the me. Banshees, they, every so often they have an exclusive one that comes out, and it, collectors come out for those. No, this is just off-subject, off but I'm not seeing any photos with Mickey, like, in it. Are is we he, expecting any characters no. or no? Nope. They and that's the be, fun part. Yeah, they will be gone. Because the whole idea is that everything in this land is Star Wars, and that's it. And uh, that's what makes it great. Yeah, there's, um, there's no Je- there's no Jedi Mickey. There's none of that. Yeah, like, like I, I like s- Jedi. Like I said, uh, <laughs> well, they got rid of those anyway. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, uh, you know, even the cast members are specific for the land. Like they're not just like going through like, oh, I guess today I'm working Star Wars. It's like they're specific to that area because no, that, that, of what they've 
show. I don't even be shocked if that's like a glorious thing for those cast members. So we decided we're gonna let you work. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure yeah. that they're all auditioning. Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh my god, you're gonna let me do it? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm never quitting this job. Like a a lot of questions now. Like when the park opens, like the price is gonna go up. The annual pass is gonna go up. Prices like, already went up. They already went up, and yeah. I think in preparation for it. So that's the good news if you already renewed them or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. or if you're going now you you already know what the prices are yeah um we don't have a for sure date however um you know of course i've been watching it but everyone was waiting for the blackout calendar and uh last year um and may when uh, memorial day came around or uh you know when they posted the next year's um blackout uh, blackout calendar uh with may or with may now everyone saw that starting Memorial Day, all of a sudden Disneyland becomes almost completely blacked out to pass holders, unless you have a signature pass. And that's uh, the joke, is that now we all know that's when they're planning to open Star Wars, because they had already let people know that for Star Wars, they're planning to black out uh, almost all of the pass holders uh, for that summer. And that's when it starts. So now we know that that's where it is. Shoot, I'll pay for it. It it might be the only time where if we go, if we decide to go out there, I might pay for the... uh, uh, don't you get like a discounted price if you come in and they're like, hey, you're blacked out, and you're like, yeah, hey, you well, get a discounted I... ticket. Yeah, it's like, well, you're still wanting to come in, so I got you. Yeah. You also, know, I'm sorry. Um, I just want to mention this, just also mm-hmm. random. Uh, I know annual passes, passes, you guys get discount, whatever, but Universal, and mind you, uh, I haven't been there. He just for... wants to complain now. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> I just want to let you know that I was gonna go to Universal. I was like, you know what? Um, like my sister has like an annual pass and she gets Destiny. I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'll I'll go, whatever. The ticket was ninety five dollars, and that's she has the highest one. But still, like ninety five dollars for one, just a regular one, not a front of the line yeah. pass. Just a regular ticket. I was like, no, I'm not gonna go. I was like, I'd rather just wait. But ninety five dollars. Yeah, I'll go to Disneyland. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, not to complain about Universal, but uh, that's the joke of uh, Universal Hollywood, is that when they opened uh, this, the Harry Potter ride and the Hippogriff ride, they jacked their price up to, you know, Disneyland prices. And people are like, two rides don't make it Disneyland prices. That doesn't make sense. Anyways. Besides, all you did was copy and paste from the other coast. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out. To, to get back to, you know, what we were talking about just to end this, too. Um, you know, with a final thought, I just want to say, uh, you know, anyone that was like on the fence or anything, I feel like, uh, all this stuff, you know, coming out wins you over. It has just made you 10 times like in, like for me, I was already in, I'm Star yeah. Wars all of the time, but this just made me go, Oh, maybe I will go opening day. Maybe I'll stand in line just to go in there and see what's going on. Right. Right. You know what they should do? They should do like some type of, sh- not show, but like characters coming up while you're waiting in line just to like you see like um the troops whatever like stormtroopers just walk by just looking at you while you wait in line like oh my god he's coming he's coming i'm sure i'm sure they will because uh currently at disneyland uh in tomorrowland the stormtroopers walk around randomly all the time Mm -hmm. captain phasma comes out has like a whole march like they they do all that i'm sure that that's preparing for it yeah i'm still waiting for my moment where i finally catch them quick enough to to be that jerk who gets the selfie with them oh yeah (laughs) but yeah they that's the only thing they should do what i want is that while you're waiting in line a four-hour line you know yeah people should come by and like 
say I'm, something. I'm pretty sure they will. Like, I wouldn't even be shocked because they're expecting a line outside of the actual land if they're coming outside the land to. Yeah. You know, I don't want them up. to be like, oh, we got them. We're just waiting in line. Like, you want to be more like still yeah. in it, you know? Um. So like, uh, as a final thought, I just want to say like, I feel like, so everyone, it's well known. Everyone felt like when Harry Potter opened, uh, the Wizarding World, everyone felt like that was a game changer. Um, I don't think as much, but that's me. <laughs> that's me being bitter. But um, I, you know, it was that thing. I was like, I understand like how cool you know it is. But ultimately, I always felt like I was like, this is just, you know, you just hired a bunch of Disney personnel to make a Disney-esque area. That's right. all you did. And, um, you know, I feel like, uh, of course, Disney was coasting. I'll give it that. Disney was coasting where they were just like, ah, we'll build, like, one thing, that's it. Yeah, we're still beating um, you out, so it doesn't matter. So Avatar, that opening, uh, so that was supposed to be, like, you know, also in line with uh, what Harry Potter represented, what the Wizarding World represented. To me, Avatar is more, uh, or Pandora in uh, you know, or at uh, Animal Kingdom. I feel like that's more like what Harry Potter is. It, it's a really cool land. It looks amazing. Everything's well detailed. The rides are great, but ultimately, it's like, yeah, but it's just like a very detailed air. It's like what Disney's always done. Like, right. to me, it's basically in line with Indiana Jones' uh, adventure. It's like, yeah, it's super well-themed, everything looks great, but ultimately, that's what it is. And that's kind of what um, we expect, right? Interactive wands kind of, like, bring that, bring it better where it's, like, you get a more interactive uh, part of it. But, like, you know, I'm still, like, I'm one of those people, like, I see that stupid dragon on top of Gringotts that doesn't move, just growls every once in a while and shoots fire, and I'm just like, yeah, but it's stationary. Like, yeah, I'm like, like, if this was Disneyland, we'd all be freaking out, like, why is it not moving? Why is it just looking but at But because me? they did, they're like, it's so impressive, yeah. and you're like, like okay. Uh, also, I, to get back off of my pedestal. Yeah. So, like, I feel like, ultimately, Avatar is in line with what, um, ultimately, Universal Creative did. I feel like, from what we've already read from, you know, the Galaxy's Edge, is that this is a legit game changer. Because it's like, you're, you're talking about making an interactive... Uh, not just in an inter- interactive attraction or interactive aspects of your land. You're talking about an entire land that is dedicated to you as a person being on your individual journey through this land, through this galaxy, or whatever. And I think that that's ultimately what the real game changer is, is that you're walking in, you're stepping in, and you're not just you anymore. You're now, uh, you're now going to be George, you know, a member of the Resistance, or Hunter, a member of the First Order. Right. Because Hunter's evil. Because Hunter's evil. He's right. Um, do you think the Florida one will be... Are They're both going to be the same thing? Yeah, or is there, uh, As of right now, they're going to be the same. Yeah. Which I think is dumb. But... We should have gotten two different planets. But that's besides the <laughs> point. But, you know, ultimately... Uh, well, I mean, I'll give them this, uh, just to add on to that. So, on top of that, um, you're also going to be getting a new hotel in Disney World. Uh, it's a Star Wars hotel that's themed to the land and that's why it's connected uh, yeah it's connected to the land so you can actually leave your hotel into star war into galaxy's edge and that's also uh i'll give them that that's where they kind of one up us is that (laughs) you can live the experience the entire entire trip you could stay in that hotel and never have to leave your star wars incubator you could there. always be a part i was of there it. for seven days as a pilot i live my life so can I have pancakes with blue milk we only have white i want blue i want blue 
is what it is. Well, that was a very, very long episode, but uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, personally, uh, I cannot tell you enough. Like, I know my wife can tell everyone, uh, but when I was researching all of this stuff, I was just getting more excited running around. I was telling my kids, I was just like super excited. I'm, you know, I said it before, I'm a Star Wars fan anyway, but I'm so far in on this thing. Like, um, you know, also to get back on the negative. So Jurassic Park, the ride closed and it's going to be brought back as Jurassic World, the ride. And I've already seen the construction pictures and you can tell that nothing is changing. It's just this just being painted over as Jurassic World. It's like they're being saying painted gray and blue. <laughs> uh, I know I've seen pictures that like, uh, you know, the part where you see the uh, last tour group who got attacked by Velociraptors. Yeah. Uh, um, they painted the rafts silver because that's the theming of Jurassic World is a silver and blue. And I was like, oh, so you're just going to you're just going to do it like this. You're going to you know, you're just going to go halfway on it. Uh, so that, halfway that's a quarter way yeah that that's that's what i love though about this is i'm like this is like a complete like you know everything's different about it uh you know oh once again i want to apologize that it's been i know it's been a long time some of you have hit me up on instagram twitter whatever uh i'm sorry that it was such a long time like i said uh i don't want to get super into it we had personal things that happen uh you know craziness out here in vegas or whatever but we're all over that now. Um, yeah. I know some of it was also me being lazy because, uh, you know, I, I I have my, like, stand-up stuff going on and I'm just doing that or whatever. But, uh, you know, uh, we should have more episodes coming for you. Um, looks like we're trying to get something, uh, more of a schedule going, but uh, expect more coming your way. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I just wanted to say that. Uh, any last thoughts from you guys you want to throw out there? complaints or whatever <laughs> i hope they have jar jar you hope they have <laughs> jar jar maybe his skeleton i, I mean don't know. they are gonna have a Tredarian, so <laughs> nah. you might get a jar jar there a gungan nah i'll just i'll just piggyback off of you it's it's cool knowing that people even with how long we haven't been doing anything are still like hey um yeah get back know, on waiting. that when, when are these hateful people going to yeah. jump back on and be like, Universal sucks, by the way. No. Right, like, I want to hear more hate, please. Um, yeah, you. I mean, I don't know if you guys would have even wanted to hear my thoughts when we saw Last Jedi. Just, you don't. I know some, no, of you, you don't. some of you have interacted with me and know how I feel. But, <laughs> That's uh, the sneak preview of the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can go on a whole rant about it. I have multiple times with people. It's just... I was just not happy. It's funny, too. I was just talking about it today, where um, just because I'm getting into it again. Uh, <laughs> Last Jedi is honestly probably the most... Um, how can I put this politely? Uh, it's the uh, worst movie I've ever seen where I was super excited for it. Like, uh, it was the most... Um, oh, hyped up movie that disappointed yeah, you? Yeah, it, it was the most... Yeah, that's the perfect word. Uh, it was the most disappointing reaction I've had to a movie. Uh, and I know Hunter know everyone I know knows, it took me multiple times watching it to be like, oh, I don't, yeah, like, I really this. don't like this. I don't like this movie. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we did get Solo, and Solo was a nice reprieve where it was like, no, we can still be fun and, you know, yeah. not out of our way ruining what is there. Whatever. That's what happens when you don't let Ryan Johnson have his handle on everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh, I mean, he said the other day that uh, his uh, trilogy is still coming, but there's, like, no word on where it's at, so I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe they canceled it. I'm like, maybe they just let you believe you're still writing it. <laughs> it's like uh, how Joss Whedon, they brought him in, and they were like, no, we're going to let you do Batgirl, but could you fix Justice League for us? And then he does Justice League, and then they're like, yeah, but Batgirl's canceled, so. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, I guess. Justice League sucked, though, so whatever. Um... <laughs> It was so bad. No, but, uh, you know, back uh, back to the positives. Uh, we hope to get you guys more going. Um, you know, uh, otherwise, you can uh, hit me up on the social media. I'm at uh, Geo Disney. That's G-I-O Disney. Uh, you can hit us up on the website. Uh, it's my comedy website, but uh, I do have a tab on it. So it's uh, Geo Comedy, G-I-O-C-O-M-E-D-Y.com slash 3G-A-T-M. Uh, you can hit up everyone else. Hunter, you have your oh, super complicated no. ones. Uh, I just have my one Instagram. Uh, you can follow me there if you really want to at uh, the Disney Guy 24 Nothing too crazy there. George? Um, you can follow me on Instagram too, but I feel like every time people add me, I don't know them, so I, I deny them. <laughs> so I just hit up Josh and his Instagram. He's a, uh, he's a private He's a private guy. <laughs> Uh, other than that, uh, we want to thank you guys for getting through all of it. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Always <laughs> got to throw that out there. The one fan we have. <laughs> thank you, Dave, for listening and mentioning our podcast to someone we know. Um, I also want to thank Nathan and uh, Flo because they also have hit me up uh, about complaint. the podcast. <laughs> yeah, complaint. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I know Nathan's going to be mad about my thoughts about Last Jedi, but uh, don't worry. We'll, He's wrong. We'll He's have fine. more for you later. But uh, I want to thank you all. Uh, thank you, Bob Iger, for continuing to try to ruin Disney as a brand. We'll get on that some other time. But uh, <laughs> thank you guys, and we'll see you all later. See ya. Adios. Good job.